Hey, and welcome to another round of the Rugby Report cast. Apologies for last week. Uh, unfortunately, illness and parent-teacher night. Fun times got in the way, but we are back to discuss all things rugby. Uh, with me this week is uh, Jimbo Jones. How are you, mate? Good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Uh, looking forward to this chat and uh, discussing, obviously, uh, all the uh, highs and lows of this week and uh, celebrating the Tars, even though they lost. And uh, Blake, how are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. I was thinking we should do this in the format of a parent-teacher interview. Okay, so your five minutes um, starts now. Okay, so Highlanders versus four, 61-10. Uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, what are your strengths, starting with uh, the Highlanders? Go, Blake. Uh, I'll go with the compliment sandwich. Um, no, honestly, I, um, uh, one of those weekends, um, and I... No stuttering, mate. Not enough time for stuttering. Well, look, I've just got to fess up here and say I didn't mark the papers. Um, I didn't watch this one. I didn't watch this one uh, because I, I really feared the scoreline would be what it was. Um, and it was one of those weekends where, I'm, I'm going to be honest, I didn't get around to every game of rugby. Um, but it was, a, it, was a, it was a bad start. It was a bad start to a weekend, which was looking bad. But then we got our way back. So I have, I have nothing to add here other than predictable. I actually um, would counter that slightly. I don't think it was predictable. I thought the Highlanders would win, but I, I just feel like the uh, the disparity between the two, and if you look at this, the stats as we always do, there doesn't seem that big a disparity between the two, but just the Highlanders were just, um, you know, made so many more metres, et cetera. And for me, actually, the Western forces started to become a concern. They were, they were dropping off, but this time it's actually becoming um, a major concern now, don't you think? James? Yeah, look, the veneer has come off, hasn't it? Mm. The old uh, Australian teams are doing their bit. It's shattered. This was a bloodbath. Um, this is not getting anyone rushing home from work to make sure they, they make kickoff. That's hey, we, do a, we do a rugby podcast and we gave it a miss. <laughs> but that's the, that's, the, that's the state of it, man. The Highlanders versus the Force, are they going to? They're probably not. There's so many more other things going on. It, it's just hard. 6110. 6110. I think um I think we, we just missed the, the weekend to do this podcast. The week before would have been fucking outstanding. Um, <laughs> it's a tough standard to keep up. And I think the force are exactly that in their evolution at the moment. They're an inconsistent side. Um, so they're not quite up to it. So even on their day when they play really well, and they have had some bloody good games this season. Um, you've just got very little confidence that they're going to back it up. And when they're bad, they're really bad. And it looked like one of those. And I think the Highlanders built into this Australian little tour that they've had. Um, they seem to feel a little bit better each week. Mm. I think the, uh, the the litmus test for the for the Highlanders really is they, they get to go home back to Forsyth or Dunedin next week and they get to play the Tars. So um, I think that will be more. That'll be a belter. Yeah, it will be uh, uh, the, the litmus test, the barometer, whatever you metric yardstick, whatever you want to say, because I think yeah, the Highlanders are on the up and the Waratahs will want to bounce back from the second half performance um, this weekend. So the Highlanders are definitely growing. But um, as we say, for however much the Highlanders are growing, the, the force are going backwards. And, um, it's, you know, next week against the Chief, it's only going to go that way as well. And I think we were so up and about for the force thinking, playing at home for the first time that this would be a season. And, I think for them and the, and the Reds, to a lesser extent, uh, are just uh, are going in the wrong direction at the moment. So um, hopefully I'm proved wrong next week, but we'll only see. But moving on to surely one of the, the, the game of the round, surely was the Brumbies Crusaders. 
Um, and and Crusaders, no I have to say, just have to put it out there. It was great to see some of the um, the, the Saders first choice um, uh, team back in there playing an outstanding uh, brand of rugby. In the waited another week. Could have waited another week. <laughs> and, and even the Brumbies, you know, I love their uh, uh, their attitude and they're consistently coming back and, and fighting for that victory before we get into the technicalities of, of, of the game. But a really good watch. I enjoyed it. Boys? You wanna jump yeah, in? look, they were never really in it, man. Yeah, <laughs> oh, look, I'll go further. They, they were even out of it before it kicked off. Um, I think uh, what we've seen consistently throughout this year, Noah doesn't get the love um, of all the other Brumbies boys, but whenever he's been away this year, the Brumbies have been shithouse. Mm. Um, it was when they got dusted to the Reds. Iona, I mean, he's got skillful, but, like, I think I texted you boys during the game. I reckon I can play better than him. Yeah, and we, I'm we, taking we disagree. The, we disagree. No, no, I'm taking the piss off. He looks like he's in slow motion. He's 20 metres behind the game line. Um, you're not beating the Crusaders crusadering um, when, when you don't have a 10. Well, um, I, I just have to say. We spoke sorry. about the force and the, they stole the Brumbies second and third string 10. So the Brumbies are really struggling there. And then in addition to that, Bobby V has clearly been the Brumbies' best forward all season. Um, and with him absent, um, the Brumbies just got blown off the park early. Um, and I think their, their second half was great and they showed a lot of fight and there was enough in it as a Brumbies fan to make you think, oh, shit, if those two played, um, there isn't plenty to like about this Brumbies team. But I think those two boys not starting um, just just really you had the feeling they didn't have a chance and then it started exactly like that. Um, and then the other selection, and I know Wallaby fans fucking love him, Lonigan. Uh, and it's undeniable that the kid has got every talent in the world and every skill, and he's got the pace of a winger. But I just don't think he can play hooker at that size. Um, and the Brumby scrum got demolished until Falau Fainia got on the park. Um, and the Brumbies rely off their set piece. And the Crusaders had a legit front row, um, and I felt like the Brumbies struggled until Lonigan wasn't hooker. Um, and it's tough. He reminds me of, a, was it Horton, Fitzpatrick, Reddy? You can, you can go through the list of Australian kid hookers who are guns in the under-20s, uh, but once you get into the men's, you just got to weigh 130 kilos. Yeah, and I, I think by I the way... Like it just, matters. Yeah, no, absolutely does. But I think um, we chatted about this, but uh, it's, it's actually the Brumbies had an issue is that they couldn't control facets of the game because of that... Uh, that punch up front, they couldn't lay the platform. The Brumbies play well when they have front football and set pieces dominant. Okay, and it was the same when we talked about the Brumbies Reds earlier on in the season. When they lose that, they struggle in chaos and they they struggle uh, when they're going backwards a little bit, as all rugby teams do. So, I agree completely with but, the but, but, yeah, yeah, you've I, got no Bobby punching up. That's what I'm saying. No I agree completely. Yeah, I agree. Completely, I was completely agreeing with your point. Uh, but I would also just say that there was with that. As a team, though, even without those, I just felt like um, we talked about co- post-contact meters just coll- collectively from everybody. And I think that's credit to the Crusaders, though, of how they manned up in defense. 
um, and how they, um, I think they, they took this really seriously and the fact that they uh, took offence to the fact that the Tars beat them last week and, and obviously the fact that um, they brought some of the big boys back again. Um, but we need to... Yeah. We, we, we and Moana was outstanding. Like, the you? Crusaders were great. The Brumbies weren't terrible. No. You know what I mean? I, I just think it, um, it, it had the billing of a heavyweight fight yeah. um, and then it ran out there and looked like they're in two separate divisions. By the second half, that, that all that all corrected, and the Brumbies seem to have found their way into the game. Uh, but this is a legit Crusaders side. They picked a legit fifteen, and, and they played like it too. Mm. And they still even had some players out as well, the Saders. And but I have to say, it's one of the best uh, performances I've seen Matera play in a like six for a while in that in that Saders shirt. You know, yeah, I'm sick thought... of him playing good against Australian sides. <laughs> he's, he's nowhere to be seen when the Kiwis are bashing each other. And he <laughs> plays us, and he's an absolute beast. Um, any, ta- any players for you, Jim, standing out? <clears throat> nah, but as soon as you realise that those two were out of the game, like there was an edge lost to it, like it was... And then the Crusaders came out pumping and that ridiculous try that I know what the rule is, but... I don't know if that Ira Simone try was a try. That's this a, whole separation thing's throwing me. That's as close as he went to catch you a ball all day, so <laughs> we'll take it. Ever since he signed overseas, he's regressed and Fichetti stepped up. It's like Simone was like, hey, man, here's all my Aussie talent. I don't need it anymore. I think he's been playing well. I just think he had a, a case of the dropsies on the weekend, probably had a different bloke inside. I, I think defensively he sucks. <laughs> Ikatao's very good defensively, though. Um, uh, yeah, look, it, it is what it is. It's the Crusaders are, are, are a juggernaut. They're an absolute beast when they get it right. Um, I, and I think where we are at the moment um, is we've come, the, the gap is closed between Australia and New Zealand, but where we are at the moment, for Australia to be competitive, we need our best 23 in the park. <laughs> uh, we need to be at home and we probably need the Kiwi sides to be down a few. When the opposite, when the inverse occurs... Um, it's 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 nigh on impossible, and I think for the first two, the last two weeks of this competition, um, Brumbies have had no injuries. Um, it's it's quite remarkable. It, it is, but you've also got to take a step back a little bit and be kind of positive because I agree with what you said. But at the end of the day, there was a, you only lost, and I know you don't want to ever lose. But in years gone past, if they the same teams metaphorically actually played against each other. I could have seen the Brumbies losing by more. But we've got to, you know, reward or praise that that heart to continue and only lose by 11 in the end because that holds you in good stead for the reasons you just said. When the, when the Brumbies boys come back, then if it does, when the, some of those players come back, then it is more. Uh, absolutely. Uh, the, the Brumbies have a fit 15. Um, you know, I still think it's a tough assignment, but but then it's the heavyweight billing again. Yeah, true. Uh, but well, I guess the point I'm making is the Brumbies need I, a fit 15. The oh, Crusaders absolutely. could have five guys out and they'd probably still be favourites. Yeah. Uh, and, and I just think it's, you know, I mean, it's the red season, right? Playing without your fly half is bloody hard. Um, and playing without your most dominant forward is, is, is bloody hard. I think the forward is the issue because you could have the best 10 in the world, but if you're going backwards and you're standing 20 metres behind because you're worried you're going to get you know, pinged, you're never going to be effective. So I think the, the post-contact metres and the forward running um, is was, was the biggest loss for me personally. Uh, but but well played Crusaders. It was a Crusaders Crusaders type performance. But a Brumbies Crusaders game never disappoints. 
I think we should uh, move on to the joy that was um, the encounter at Combank Stadium. Uh, you know what? I don't care what the final score was. Just the significance of the day for the, uh, you know, the Polynesian community um, to see the the talent, the uh, the brand of rugby, the um, the everything that that was that was attached to that drew a, a Pacific game was just magical, really. And and I'm counting this as a win for the Aussie Conference, aren't you, Jim? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't swing the time slot, but 34-19, it sounds like a drubbing. Oh, I swung it. I watched this one, um, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to rain on your parade, Richard. Um, the, when the ball was in play, the, these players are fucking electric, and, and I agree with everything you said about the occasion, the celebration, and I love watching the drill win, um, and the pregame was just off the charts, and the postgame, it made a tear in my eye. It was welling up. Was I'm waiting for the however or therefore or the but or the... <laughs> Mate, there's always there's always an antithesis in my paragraphs. Um, <laughs> however, the, the footy was shit house, mate. The, 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 the handling on display was disgraceful. We're going to get into the Tars, and I think they went the whole first half with zero handling errors. I don't think this game went 30 seconds without handling errors at any point. Um, and the lack of urgency. It looks like bo- both teams aren't there with their fitness. Um, and they were both very happy to waddle to the scrum. Um, so when the ball was in play and the players could catch, it was outstanding. But the vast majority of this game was watching both drop the ball and walk to a scrum. Um, I found it slow, sloppy, looked subbies-esque. Um, I, I thought it was a low quality of game. Um, but for everything else, I loved it and celebrated it. But, but I think the highlights would look great because you've got freaks busting through the line. But the low lights, boys, it was one of those ones. I don't have the stats. I assume you do, Richard. But I bet you it was a, I bet you it was a long game. I bet you it was a long game. Lots of lots of uh, meters gained and and um, and lots of defenders beaten and clean breaks, which uh, which are you know obviously indicative of the of the brand that both teams like to play. But um, lots of turnovers conceded as well at the same time. You know, but across the two teams, sloppy, the, mate. Yeah, that's what that's what it rains. Thirty-two turnovers conceded across the turbo. You know, between the two teams, there was a 50, uh, 53 tackles missed across both of them. So, you know, as much as we want to harp on the positives in terms of everything that we've mentioned, you're absolutely right. This, in terms of the development for those two teams, is still about the core basics. You know, um, fitness, um, as you've mentioned, and tackling, um, just core skills. Get Mick the kick. Oh, he is involved, isn't he? Uh, he's involved, he's involved. I reckon. I reckon they penciled this one on the calendar, and they they got the job done, Drew. I, I, going into it, I would have backed Moana. Hmm. Uh, I, I actually think we said actually Pacifica might even be a bit of a concern for a few of the uh, for the for the Wallaby t- for the Aussie teams yeah. a while early on, but definitely reneging on that statement now. Really, yeah, they look tired. Mm. They're and the most you- rested team in the comp, man. Yeah, but they play a lot of midweekers too. Yeah. Not in a while. They just dropped Leofano. Without him, they had no direction. Apparently he had the flu this week and he came back. Yeah, that other 10 stung. And then he came back on. He didn't look didn't look the healthiest bloke. No. Yeah, it was it was a shit game of rugby to watch. Highlights look outstanding. Check out the highlights. And talking about um, a team that looks outstanding, and a team this team is outstanding in, in facets is surely the Blues right now. They are yeah, they're, they're a machine at the moment. They yeah, are cruising to the finals, finishing top. 
and surely are the team of the competition right now. You know, um, there are so many talented players in that in that team, but they are working cohesively um, together. Um, Perifeta and Bowden and, Bode and Barrett are continuing to develop their relationship at at, uh, at ten and fifteen and in 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 interchange. To Avashishek is getting better. Um, even it's nice to see Caleb Clark come back. So many talented players that even a fully strength a full strength Reds team would have struggled in, in Auckland. Anyone would have struggled. These these players are outstanding. Yeah, it was just not a fair fight. And look, we can talk about the Reds and and mentioned earlier on they're going in a similar direction to what the Force are. But this is not the game to to uh, shit on them because of the level of quality that they faced to, uh, this week. I would say. Well, I'm I'm picking up on Jim's mood here. He seems down. That'd be my read. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring this down. Are you guys? I'm gonna bring it down. I'm gonna say, are you guys a little bit is bored? The word just knowing it's gonna be a Blues Crusaders final. Like I can't wait for it, but I just feel like let's get on with it. The only thing I'm clinging to <laughs> is the chat at the end of every single Brumbies win is this is just a round game. This doesn't have too much impact on anything, and we know that, and we're prepared for that. This is just a round game. It's good to get the win for sure, but we've got four very tough weeks coming up, and it's just a round game. Yeah, I reckon the Brummies are thereabouts, but surely no one's touching the Blues or Crusaders. Don't you reckon? They're just... Yeah, the problem is for the Brumbies also, because I would give them half a chance if they were if they had a home... Um, Home semi final. Yeah, they that. need everything to go their way, don't they? Absolutely, and they play the they play the Blues, and you got to say that even at uh, GIO or whatever it is GIO that um, that you're still back in the Blues to win. So the the assumption is the fact that they're going to finish third, which means they're going to they're going to Christchurch to to play the Crusaders the Crusaders in a in a semi final if everything else works out perfectly. And I'm not I'm I'm not betting again. I'm not um, betting against the Crusaders at home. Doesn't this- Six, six go through or eight go through to the finals? I thought it was top it's eight. Not... I thought it was eight and then yeah. obviously one, eight, two, seven, three, five, four and five. Right. So I'm assuming the Brumbies will beat, say, the Reds, you know, if it was 2v7, if it stands as it is. Yeah. Um, and then I would assume, or sorry, if they finish third, uh, whoever it is third, and then I imagine they'd lose to the Crusaders in a semifinal. That, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just yeah, feels I know, like I agree. Uh, yeah. of, of the scripts written, it's going to be a Blues Satyrs final. And the Blues are going to win. Yeah, at the moment. Oh, close, but, yeah. So I find it hard to be against Crusaders come finals footy. Oh, I don't know. They, they still didn't look great. I'm, I need a I need a mid-Super Rugby breakup, man, throw an international series in the centre of it, something like that. That's what I'm craving. Um, I, I wouldn't mind shitting on the Reds while we're on this, though, just because they're, they're my new Tars. I just, yeah. I, I don't enjoy watching them. I just, I do. I, do. I find the fans the bitchiest and moaniest on Twitter. <laughs> so you love it, then? Very well, could be. So I just want to paint the bear. Anyone come on with? All right, so let's let's just. Yeah, I can't. It. Let, let, let's just jump. <laughs> do you want to just jump on and just say the the front row is one of the worst front rows in in Australia right now? Who are you, man? Who are these blokes? Without Tupo, every other front row in Queensland has been shown up. I know they've had a tough run at hooker since BPA left. Uh, and NA, look, he's just got off the darts to show up to play. Well, what's going on with hooker in Queensland? Because <laughs> they poached BPA from New South Wales. Was there just no one there? Murphy's had neck surgery. Who else they've lost this year? I think NA, it wasn't even in the squad. Mm. No, but Reddy moved on. 
They've moved through a few. Yeah, it's been a while since Queensland had a good hooker. That was a Queenslander. Mm. Um, I, I would actually say, before talking about individuals on that, can I just have a moment? Are we going to carry on with players or can I jump to just Brad Thorne for a second? Just yeah, let's pile, just on him. let's pile on him. I, yeah, I thought players played all right, to be fair. But I yeah, was that's, and that's the thing. Like, I think when you're playing, as I said, playing against such an elite team, I think anyone would have, would have been able to struggle. On the road. Not yeah, going to happen. No, my, my issue, I think um, Brad Thorne's impact is on the way down. Yeah. And, and it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's actually his um, selection as well. Uh, they, um, yeah. they confuse me at the moment. And, look, there may be something going on that we don't know, but, you know, we've been championing. Nah, no, nah, we're across it. Oh, okay. I reckon if you punch those stats into, uh, like, a, your, your typical line graph, you know, your X-axis, your Y-axis, that sort of stuff, you'll see that the Reds um, – under Thorne's impact immediately had a great, even a, a long short term, what I mean by a long short term is sort of that two to four year area. Um, you'll find that they did improve really, really well. And then eventually the coach, and you'll find this on those axes I was talking about earlier, that they start to not have an impact and they're on that downtrodden scale. So if you were to extrapolate the data for the next year or so, Jim, what would you anticipate to, uh, to see? It's a slow death. Um, it's a slow death because the chat now turns to yes, Tupo's a freak. Like God, we everyone knows it, and he's a he's a wallaby must. But we start to see conversations of negotiating J- Japanese stints, European stints for him to have, so we can keep him happy financially and keep him in the squad. Which really just turns out less time he has with the Queensland Reds, which means the Queensland Reds are going to be significantly shitter. Quite and- on, on on Tupo, how much does he disguise the type five? Heaps. Heaps. And I could also say, wasn't there a, a, a quote attributed to him? The fact that I want, I would like a break from Super Rugby as well? Yeah. <laughs> Why wouldn't you? Yeah, it's true. true. The no. dude's played that much rugby. The dude's played a lot, man. He deserves a break. To, to play devil's advocate to your points, but I don't want to on the Reds because it's fun. Then but to play devil's that? advocate to your points... Um, are they just having a horror run of injury? And it goes back to the point, start of the podcast, the Australian teams can't sustain that <laughs> once, it, once it gets to trans-Tasman. They can survive it, you know, when it's playing domestically, but once we go trans-Tasman, none of our teams can, can have five of their frontline players out of win. I just think on your Lonigan theory, these dudes, man, uh, you've got to be 135 kilos if you don't stack up, and that goes with talent. That goes with the metric that we have for skills, the metric that we have for confidence too, just playing confidently. Like no one's – like Fluke, Campbell, great players that I know you love, but they're not confident players. Vunavalu, it was great to see him have a good game of footy though. Oh, ball in hand. What does he get, $800,000 a game? He better. I, I still question um, – he's very – he just hasn't played enough rugby. He's still very upright. He, he does fine work and very strong, but he's still – very up, uh, upright and doesn't still compete enough for the breakdown, but um, and positionally is a bit weaker. But do you know what? Great to see him on the pitch because, as you say, nine hundred thousand. He's and he's got he's a he's a freak of a. I think it's a mill. Is it a mill? There you go. My my hey, question. Can I jump? My, my, no, 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 my question about Dawn is just selection. I understand that we're um, obviously playing Eden Park, but we've been championing the fact that to to at least move Paisami across and. And obviously, we've now got Pice Army in at 12, which is great, and now got Fluke at 13. Um, is that going to stay? Are we going to switch it around again? Why is Solokai Loto on the bench? Um, why, 
but surely you've got to look at you want to win the game or be competitive in the game, surely. Scott Young's leaving. Why is he playing? They're just running out of back. That's a, I mean, they're just copying it with injuries. So you pick but your Salakai wallabies, Lada don't you? So yeah, that's what I mean. You pick your Salakai Lotto. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, so oh, yeah, I'm I with just, you on that one. I just think the selection, especially when you're struggling, you want to pick the best players you have available to be competitive and to and to give players the confidence, as you just said, to to play and, and not be afraid to make mistakes and all those other intangibles which are uh, which happen on a rugby pitch. So, um, yeah, I'm just just questioning that selection process at the moment, really. And you boys know how much I love Paisami. Oh, God, I love Paisami. I swing off his nuts probably more than anyone. But I got a bit of the Lonigan theory with him too. It's just very little. I, hang on, hang on. Can I? Can we say that? I think uh, I mentioned that exact thing about a year ago, and you shat. No, on remember? Me. You shat on me and was like, "No, no really it's Richard. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. You just come in here, you swing allegations. You're all over the place. Have a yeah. you're, um, you're stuttering. Your sentences aren't coherent. It's you're cutting out. <laughs> you're cutting out. It's a nightmare. Hey, can I jump? I just want to go to Matera for a second. I know you mentioned him, Richard. They spoke to him post game. I couldn't hear. Sorry. <laughs> um, they spoke to Matera post-game, and it was nice he wasn't saying anything racist, uh, but they, they interviewed him, um, and, and they asked him, you know, is, how tough has it been playing for the Crusaders? This is an Argentinian captain. This is an international footy player who's a freaking hard man of the game, and he looked genuine when he replied, it's not the games. It's every single training shocks me how hard it is. And it just made me think far out. If you've got an international player who's a gun, world class for the, you know, our Pumas, they're not mucking around. And he's come to Argentina and he's shocked by how hard training is at the Crusaders. It just are, you makes actually, you think, are you actually surprised by I, that? I am. I guess I am. It just shows me what the standard must be like in New Zealand. Just to it's not the standard. It's the disparity between it, mate. You get the Kiwi coaches, so that's limited. But it's the disparity between the attitude, it's the culture, it's disgraceful. And I'm going to jump here, and I'm jumping very, very far. I'll jump. What the fuck does Melbourne get the audacity to ask for the World Cup final after the shit show of a magic round they put on two weeks ago? I'm with you there, Jim. <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree. No, no complaint there. No complaint. <laughs> yeah. Big jump, though. Big jump. You threw me with the jump, <laughs> but I'll ride with you and I'll agree. Um, get out of it, Melbourne. <laughs> Show up to a game. Rebels play very well, though. Um, anyway, I think that's an adequate train on the Reds, isn't it? Makes you feel a bit better. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Watch them come out of the woodwork this week. That's how it works, <laughs> isn't it? You want to jump uh, to I mean, it's what we do, right? We just pile on. You play well, we, we say you're all world class. You play shit, you're all bums. <laughs> the Reds have been great for a couple of years. They've had a bad few weeks. They're shit now. And they're too small. <laughs> and they don't train hard enough. <laughs> this was the game of the round, the Tars Canes. Yes. Easy. Can I, can I start? Because shocked Seems is like the you only are. thing I can say. I'm starting. Well, try and stop me, Richard. Uh, okay. um, Jim, Miss Jim, interrupt him. Come on. Come on, Jim. No, no, no. Get a gun. Oh. Um, g- genuinely still shocked. By how good fan? of a coach. Yeah, no, I am now. I'm a lifetime fan. How good of a coach Coleman is. We're talking about blokes. Like, let's take Jed Holloway. Journeyman. Journeyman. There's no other way to put it, right? Club rugby player. 
took to his late 20s to make it, Japan, Ireland, Tars bench, Tars squad. He is playing like an international class second rower. He's about the first second rower you'd pick in a Wallaby jersey right now if you're picking on form. Marky Mark went from a talented athletic kid who looked scared of the ball and scared of contact. He looks deadly in attack and defence. Uh, Parise, thrown out of the Reds, thrown out of the Broncos. Looks like the most dynamic centre in Super Rugby at the moment, legitimately, like I do across all the teams. He looks absolutely outstanding. The balls that Coleman has put into these players, the belief that he's put into these players. You look at a bell, he's phenomenal. But you could argue a year ago, he, you could tell he was going to be. But these, these other blokes, mate, he's turned kids into superstars. He's turned journeymen into warriors. Um, I don't know how he's done it. Jim, you wrote the book on culture. Is it all balls? Talk mate. to me. I'm not in the inner circles. I don't. I'm not at the interviews. You know, I, I can't be across at all. But there's something going down, and I'm genuinely fascinated. I really <laughs> fucking want to know. my mind. It's mind blowing. I think. It's, um, can I just say, just for the for the tars, just build on that. Throw it out that I feel more connected to this bunch of uh, players than I actually do to the the, the successful 2014 you know, super rugby team, because you feel like it is a bunch of journeymen, a bunch of um, players that are just coming together and you feel a sense of connection. I, I enjoy watching this team and I know they lost and we should be upset about it, but I just, it's the, it's the, the game, it's the team I, I want to turn in, I want to turn on and watch at the moment is the task for that reason. 100%. Yeah. The, the tune in because you just don't know. And mm. it's the hill, man. It's the hill at oh. Leichhardt. Mm. It's, it's stacked. It's stacked. This new stadium is is a bad idea, man. If you're in construction, slow that shit down. It just slow looks the same down. when you go past it, or is that just me? I don't go past it. It's the stadium, man. How many times can you do the same thing? No, I'll go, Richard. It looks incredibly um, the same, the SFS, even the footage I've seen inside. I know it'll be beautiful and getting a beer and stuff like that. will be. Is that the whole I'm thing? Sure, it'll be great. A couple of rich dudes just wanted, <laughs> didn't want to wait for a beer, so they just redesigned the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, they never shit after. Took the yeah. money out of schools, pumped it <laughs> into the stadium. Um, oh, mate, I'm in. The stadium will be great. I'm on board. But Leichhardt is something special. Something special is happening with the Waratahs at the moment, and Jesus Christ, a lot of it is built off Bell and how phenomenal that guy is at set piece. Um, he is an absolute beast. But, but across the board, <laughs> even Gamble, right, journeymen, blokes who are playing subbies. Not even you know, that. Japanese centre playing number eight. Like it's Holes. Who the F is Holes? He's he like pinned, he showed up. He, he was a beast. Down. Yeah, he pinned down that scrum in that first half. Like he was Correcting outstanding. with the Polish immigrant mentality. We don't even know that it's a fact. But it's an identity He's thing. A beast. It's an identity thing. Thing, and this plays into the defence as well Is who are we man We don't get pushed over I'm sick of getting pushed over Are you sick of getting pushed over Yeah I'm sick of getting pushed over They've been slaughtered Bashed around Slapped Backhanded for years And they've they put their foot down No this isn't me anymore It's an identity thing And the thing with this stuff Is it really feeds off of itself You, you experience a little bit of success That's enough to get this thing going it's 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 something special. I mean, in terms of the game, the Tars literally couldn't have played a better half of rugby. I don't think the Canes had touched the ball in the first 18 minutes. 
Um, the TARS destroyed them at scrum time. The only thing you can say about the TARS is they, they probably needed 30 points, not 15 at yeah. half time, <laughs> because it was impossible to sustain and maintain that level of All they had play. to do was kick they their goals, dead, mate. All they had to do was kick their goals. They oh. dead said hadn't dropped the ball. And then the second half, Artie Savaya went full on Nelson Muntz from the Simpsons and went, all right, I'll win it. I think that also- game should be put, put in a museum, mate, the way he played Artie Savaya. Yeah, I'd also say that the biggest thing was actually the first, I would say the first five to ten minutes after halftime. If the Tars had been able to, you know, um, repel any of the attacks that that obviously uh, uh, that ensued by the Canes, I think that they would have survived. But the problem is they were just going back immediately and the Canes were making so many yards. They were winning every contact, you know, breakdown and tackle area. Um, so that was a big issue in the second half because you're right, they just needed needed ten extra points. But I think the reason we're still so up and about about this Tars is on paper, like 12 months ago, you look at the Tars team against the Canes, expect them to lose by 50. So the fact that they only lost by four is just remarkable. Absolutely. Um, so just they're exciting. They're exciting to be watching at the moment. They're exciting to be around. Um, they're, they're giving the selectors headaches. Mm. who were basically picking a combined Reds-Brumbies team. <laughs> All of a sudden, there's some Tars putting their hand up and, and asking It's got to scare you, though. It's got to scare you, though, because there's nothing that can nuke a squad, nuke some momentum in a squad than some international selections and then confidence just falling apart. Mm. What works at one place doesn't necessarily work at another. Yeah, but who are we talking about here? We're talking about Parise, Gordon, Bell, Holloway, Harris. We're talking about Holloway. We're talking about Bell. Yeah, yeah. Harris, Those ones. Harris and Gamble are in the <laughs> Parise. Parise. Hulls. Hulls. Get Hulls in. Love Hulls. Yeah. He was so good. He's a Brumbies boy, I believe. Um, surplus to requirements at the Brumbies. I'm sure he'll fill a few if he goes into the squad. Um, but look, and, and the Hurricanes, they're just legit, right? They just they didn't fire a shot in the first half. Um Tell you what, this, this Bowden at 12 thing, I know what they're trying to do. He does feel a little wasted. He does indeed. He's contained. Just, just, he? just pay him, play him at 10, guys. They don't want to. <laughs> I don't understand. Yeah, they get it. Or at least play him at 15 so he has the freedom to counterattack and then join in as first receiver when he wants when he wants to. So to me, it's 10 or 15. I, I don't get Which is the watch. formula. That's where he plays best. Um, and i tell you what, they must have regretted not starting Coles and Franks. Yeah. As soon as they came on the field, it was a different game. Huge psychological win for the Tars to make him sub out the front row after half an hour. Mm. Um, but as soon as as soon as Coles and Franks were on, you're talking to the best front rowers to ever do it. Um, it was a different game because mm. all of a sudden Tars couldn't dominate set piece. Um, but just a fun game of rugby, mate. I love that. Tars, Tars are the optimism for this week. Well, actually, I think this week in, in general was not as bad as it felt for Australian rugby. Um, no, I it felt like it was going to be ugly, but the Brumps hung in the fight. The Tars were sensational. Um, and it leads us to our next one, the Rebels Chiefs. I, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm to fall my sword here, boys, and I'm going to say I genuinely miss this because – you know, family and things like that. And it didn't bother me missing it. Normally I'd be like, oh, I've got to watch it, I've got to watch it. Um, and then I, I flicked over at the 76 minute on my phone on the old stand app. I couldn't believe it. And I flicked over just in time <laughs> to watch the Rebels lose and it was just heartbreaking. So, um, so I went back and I watched the highlights. 
Rebels were great, but I just I didn't I haven't watched it in detail to give any quality analysis. All I've my my broad takeaways uh, Reese Hodge has really stepped up a gear since it's gone international. Um, I think he didn't have a preseason because he was at the Wallabies. He looked pretty ordinary in the domestic competition. He's he's really playing some good football at the moment, Reese Hodge. Um, and I think Carter Gordon is legit at ten. I think he is legit at 10. I think Leota as well, uh, um, I think makes a, when he plays well, gives that old idea of, of go forward, uh, getting over the game line. Um, he had so much that Rebels team when he plays well. Uh, and I think for the Rebels, from what I saw is that they scored a try in the first half and they didn't check it. The ref just called it and I've seen it didn't, it's fine, play on, like held up or whatever. And it was a legit try. That's got to crush you, doesn't it, when you lose a game this time? Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, completely. Um, but so I, feel horrible. <laughs> I, I, I feel horrible for the Rebels fans because I just written them off. I was at the point where, look, I'm interested in, in the Reds losing because that's funny. Uh, and at the moment, Tars and Brumby's a box office. But Rebels and Force, it, it's not a priority. I'm not moving family commitments to watch it. And, and I got this one wrong. Rebels were great. You couldn't have picked it. You couldn't have picked it. But it's exciting that there are still those um, sort of surprises. Mm. The only thing for the Rebels, the only thing for the Rebels now, they finish off uh, um, Canes and then Highlanders, I believe. That's their final two games. You know, it's um, a a challenging end to the season for them. Um, No doubt, no doubt. Hey, boys, just really quickly, a couple of generic rugby things. Uh, I I don't think we've addressed, we knew it, but Australia is confirmed for 2020. 2027, 2029 World Cup. How bloody good. That's fantastic. You know, I mean, it's not only, if you think about it, it's the Lions series before it. Uh, what a massive uh, a few years that will be for Australian rugby and to b- build the momentum and to build the game within the country. Um, you know, it's, it's hugely exciting and, and it will be a, a great spectacle. And, uh, and I know the public will all, will all jump on board and it will be, it'll be, you know, exciting for the Wallabies to see how they uh, how they grow the game and what pathways they put in leading up to it. You know, can we increase the, the number of them um, and can we go into some schools, um, give away free tickets, and good on, whatever. All, all of that, I agree. And good on World Rugby for sort of realising we're on our knees here. Um, this is the decade Australian rugby needed. Mm-hmm. I think it was a, a, a very important decision um, and well done to everyone involved for showing rugby. But I'm sure you guys have seen the articles coming out and it's a sensationist crap. You're right, Richard, the money should go to schools, it should go to pathways, it should go to marketing, it should go to promotion, it should go to Leichhardt, um, it should go to retaining rugby talent from the school system because um, I know, I was talking to a mate, the leagues are, are getting into the school system even more and more and more. Um, and contracting players younger and younger. Um, but obviously one of the sensational articles came out that Shane Rugby said, look, we're open to poaching a few league stars in the lead-up to 2027. What are you boys thinking? I, 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 great. I love the candor. I, I know what most rugby people think. Richard, where are you with it? Uh, again, I love the arrogance of it. Um, uh, yep, you know, to pull the fact that, uh, you know, home World Cup, etc. Um, you could argue the fact that they're only going to poach the players that were previously poached by the rugby players in, 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 to begin with. Um, so, you know, an eye for an eye. Um, however, I think it sets the wrong precedent, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, I think, um, 
you know what, you need to reward the players that have been in the system the entire time. Um, there's enough quality uh, within Australia as a country and there's enough time before the 2027 World Cup um, for you to develop a, a group of players. And I don't like the idea of just bringing someone in like a Sam Burgess, you know, like England did back in the day and wrecking the, the culture that has been, uh, has been set up there. So, um, yeah, that would be my thoughts. Yeah, he sucked. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he did suck. But, you know, you look at uh, uh, Matt Rogers, when we'll say Lottie Takiri, Jason Robinson, there's plenty of success stories out there too. Yeah, but, but all of Tomato those. You, <laughs> I, I, correct me, I don't, I don't know enough about this, but most of those players are either a winger or a fullback. And I, and I feel like you're blessed in those positions enough. Um, so I, I don't think... The wing's a bit skinny at the moment. Really? I think so. I think wing's very skinny at the moment, trying to run with the Corabetti going overseas. Um, but look, my, my views, uh, I agree with pretty much everything you said, Richard, but it is kind of an eye for an eye. These kids played rugby growing up. If if they're willing to give three years to rugby, um, I've got no problem at all strengthening our super rugby teams by having league players in there. We have talented Australians. Uh, whether this money spent bringing guys back from France and Japan and Ireland or it's spent poaching league players or keeping – I'm for all of it. But I think my rule is probably um, 36 months. I reckon you need to – there's no parachuting someone in. And that's the um, thing what you've got to – The year out from a World Cup, I think if, if, if they give time, um, I, I'm all for it. And I, I think the headlines matter. I think the press matters mm. too. You've just um, got to be really I, careful. I think that's all part of it. you just got to be really careful because – um, yes, I understand the the clamour to be successful at a home World Cup. I totally get that. But at what price um, is it to? I understand three years, but are you biting your nose off to spite your face? Like in terms of like, if you're gonna, are you gonna encourage more players to go overseas because you've had this opportunity, you've stayed here all your life to to play for the Wallabies, and then someone's just usurped you because you know from a different code. Like, I'm not quite sure whether that's a great idea long term. That's all. Yeah, I want competition for spots, whoever's good enough. And I think if you're here for three years, you're legit. I don't think you parachuted in. If someone's to come in for a year and, and you know, Callaway loses his spot because someone rocks up, that's a problem. Uh, but if they're going to come in and, and play super rugby and, and do the hard yards, then I'm all for it. Who's willing to take that risk, though? No one's signing a contract where they might not make it. You know, it's got to be a guarantee, which would be in the clause. If, I just reckon who, what league is jumping across unless they got a guarantee? Um, I just love I love all the press. I love all the drama. But I think your view, Richard, is certainly in the majority for Australian rugby fans. Um, I've seen a lot of backlash um, about think, the um, idea of why we're even talking about this. And I think, by the way, and, and I understand the reason why bringing it to the fore, but I also feel like we need to pay um, attention to to 29 as well i feel like uh, this is exciting times you know for, for women's rugby you know we've now got the fact that uh, um the uh, super w competition we've got the world cup in new zealand coming up this is now the start and that should be the long-term plan you've now got seven years away you know to get there to really build on it to make players more professional or to make them professional sorry should i say they're very professional in the way they approach things but to make them professional i think this is a great opportunity to build the build the game within the country now because you've got a tangible outcome of a home world cup and, and i feel like and i know you boys would from from coaching a bit of female sport at high school that the, the talent is there and untapped absolutely like in terms of, of those pathways and those structures, 
Um, the investment compared to the return um, is just astronomical if, if invested correctly. Um, so, yeah, I concur. I'm on board with that. Hey, should we tip next weekend's rounds? Yep, go for it. How are you boys doing in the tipping comp, by the way? I, I tapped out, I forgot, a few weeks ago. Right, How are you doing, Richard? Are you telling us you're at the top? No, I'm, I'm, I'm getting closer, but just, just not close enough, unfortunately. I think I'm seventh. Jim, silence. I've never, never logged in. <laughs> You're just the worst bloke. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next, next, uh, next week, um, the bloodbath that is uh, Crusaders Drua at in Christchurch. Uh, yeah, Crusaders by whatever they want. I think there'll be there'll be some Mario Kart refing. There'll be a lot of slow scrums to just slow the bleeding on this one. Um, the line is the line is thirty. About that. I reckon that's about spot on because I think that'll be a slow game to stop the bleeding. Mm. Jim? Just, yeah, uh, it's over. <laughs> okay, red, red, uh, spe- red Specifica. Uh, line it's is an important one. Yeah, it's 17 to the Reds. Yeah. yeah. Fuck that. I reckon that's generous. I reckon the Reds are pretty shit at the moment. They need this. This is almost a buy round for them. They need to just scratch a win out however they can get it um, and just hope they can start getting some personnel back. Yeah, Reds have to. Absolutely. They have to. Well, because the Highlanders are on the trail. There's only nine points splitting them, and it's five for a win, isn't it? It's five for a win, nine points splitting them, two games left. Made it all to play for, fire up. Yeah. Yeah, just without Tupo, they're not a threat anymore. Okay, uh, Sorry. Uh, Chiefs, Chiefs force. Um, Chiefs at 23 and a half. Is it over 23 and a half? Force are comically inconsistent, though. So it's hard to know, but uh, Chiefs get out of canter. Yeah. Um, but they almost beat the Blues two weeks ago. It's so and they strange. had a million points put on them. Um, what do you reckon? Next game is move on to uh, Kane's Rebels at the cake tin. Would have said a billion, but then the Rebels fronted up last week. Um, can they? So it's, can they front up twice? Uh, no, but no. I think they'll. They're, they're in a better spot than we realise. What's the line? Six, eighteen and a half. Which is about right, I reckon. I reckon. I reckon the Rebels will keep it tighter than that. They played some good footy last weekend. I don't. Yeah, right. Uh, Brumbies Blues. Um, the line is at the available Blues by seven and a half. I'd actually still back the Blues on that. Sorry, boys. One hundred percent. How lucky are the Brumbies, man? Why well, they just get every home? Game. I feel like they haven't travelled. It's great. Um, Who's fit? For the, does anyone know the mail? Lozio and Bobby V? Because without those, they're in trouble. Irrespective, I, I think. I don't have the mail. Yeah, look, irrespective, your head says blues. They're on fire at the moment. And Highlanders, Taz. The Taz. <coughs> line is Jim, at the moment. Jim is hook, line, and sinker. I know. <laughs> uh, it's nine and a half. Um, oh, jeez. I don't think the Highlanders are going to win by nine and a half points, if I'm honest. They just put 60 on the force, but they're coming in with a red-hot thumping sale. 
Yeah, is but... Parise injured? Yeah, I'm going to go with that. Need... Yeah, he's not playing. There's no yeah, way. That, that's not good. I'm going to go Highlanders as well for that reason. And at home in, at, at Dunedin, I think it's hard to bet against the Highlanders. All right, yeah. boys. Nice to be back chatting footy. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Went over a lot in five minutes. I know. Ding, ding. Yeah. Just apply yourself more. <laughs> I'll fix it. <laughs>